Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April Zaire, and I'm an associate pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We'd also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. The message that I believe God has for all of us today is this, that God's got this. God's got this. Whatever this is for you, and it might be different from what this is for me, whatever this is, God's got this. God's got it. Uncertainty is is a difficult thing to carry. We want answers. We want assurances. The reality is, though, that we, we may not get the answers that we want, We may not be able to see what's around the next corner and see those answers, but the reality also is that God does give us assurances. We just read John 16, verse 16 to 33. I also want to take time this morning to to read the section just before that from the, the second half of chapter 15 and reading up to 16 right before that. So if you have your Bibles or an app, you can... Flip back a page, and I'm going to start reading uh, around verse chapter 15, verse. I'm getting old. I need to take my glass up to see the fine numbers. 18, and I'm resisting getting bifocals too, but that's my that's a different issue. That's all me. (laughs) Before we get though there, let me give you some context. As we think about these words that Jesus shares, these are words that are happening right near the end of Jesus' ministry. Jesus is actually preparing his disciples for when he's going to be leaving. In in John 18, just two chapters away from this, two and a half chapters away from this, is where we see the beginning of of the events that, that lead to Jesus' arrest and crucifixion and death, and then, of course, original resurrection and, and ascension. And so here... I believe that Jesus is wanting to give his disciples assurances because he knows some of the difficult things are going to happen. He knows some of the uncertainties that they'll be facing in these next number of of days and weeks, but he wants to assure his disciples. He wants to assure them that despite what happens, that God's got this. So starting reading at verse uh, 18 of chapter 15. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belonged to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally, they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because... They've rejected uh, the one who sent me. They would, not be, they would not be guilty if I had not come and spoken to them, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my father. If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them, no one would hate me and my father. This fulfills what 
is written in the scriptures, they hated me without cause. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify about me. You must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. I've told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. For you will be expelled from the synagogues and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they're doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a while longer. But now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you will grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it's best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and God's righteousness and the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because of the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I have said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. And then he goes on and he continues to, to say the things that we just read in the rest of chapter 16. I think there's two promises that Jesus makes to his disciples, and I think they relate to us as we, we think about uncertain times, as we move forward in the future not knowing what it's going to look like. The first promise is this, that things will go wrong. There will be challenges. Jesus tells his disciples, and he really doesn't gloss it over, that, that in the next coming days and weeks where he's going to be taken from them, they're going to experience all kinds of difficulties and challenges. He says they will weep and mourn and grieve. He tells them about the persecutions that they will have to endure abuse and, and arrests and, and even sometimes being killed and being scattered. At no point in this do we see Jesus saying that, that he's going to spare them from the challenges, that he's going to spare them, he's going to stop those, those difficulties from happening. In fact, he promises that they will happen. The message of Jesus is not about the avoidance of pain or, or uncertainty or problems but it is about how he will help us and how he will be with us in the midst of those challenges, in the midst of those problems, and how he helps us to overcome. In fact, how he has already overcome them. And as we put our trust in him and follow him, he helps us to overcome them as well. In Luke 9, there's a story of a man who, who rushes up to Jesus and says to Jesus, I will follow you wherever I go. I wonder what our response would be to, to someone like that. You know, someone who starts coming to this church and, 
and just is excited about being here and, and, and just, just ready to commit right away, saying, you know, what a great church. I'm going to come here every week. I'm going to give financially. I'm going to be in all the church activities. We'd want to sign that person up right away, wouldn't we? Get that person to membership classes and get them signed up for different committees. It would be an exciting thing for us. That's not how Jesus responded. In fact, Jesus responded, Foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus essentially, instead of just readily accepting this man, he actually raises the bar for him. He actually pushes him and challenges him for what that means, what it means for him to follow Jesus. Essentially saying, really, you're going to follow me? Because I don't know where I'm sleeping tonight. I don't know where my next meal is coming from. Are you prepared for that kind of uncertainty in life? Will you follow me into that kind of hardship? Well, we don't know what happened to that story, the end of that story. We don't know what happened to that man. Did he, did he continue to follow? Did he, did he walk away disappointed? Did he follow for a while and then eventually the, those hardships and those uncertainties got the better of him and he eventually left? We don't know. We don't have those answers. But I think what's more important here is, is the implied question that, that Jesus gives to this man, and it's a, it's a question that I think Jesus asks of all of his followers. And that's this. Can you bear uncertainty? Can you and I, as followers of Jesus, bear uncertainty? Can we handle it? Can we bear not knowing how God is going to provide for our most urgent needs and still trust that he will? I'll say that again. Can, <clears throat> can you and I bear not knowing how God is going to provide for our most urgent needs and yet still trust that he will? I think it's a question that Jesus asks of all of his disciples, all of his followers. There are simply going to be times where we don't know what's going to happen next, where Jesus calls us to, to step out in faith and take risks to go places where we don't know what the next steps are going to be. We don't know where the provision is going to come from. And circumstances will look um, foreboding, they'll look threatening, they'll look uncertain, and they'll cause us to be fearful. Plans are going to fall through. Not everything is going to go the way that we, we wanted them to go, we, the way that we thought they were going to go. People are going to disappoint us. People might reject us for who we are and for, for what we're trying to be about. The reality is that if these things happen to Jesus, and they did, they will certainly happen to us. And Jesus is, is giving us this, this warning, but also an encouragement that if it happened to him and he was able to overcome it, that he'll help us to overcome these things as well. And we don't have to be discouraged or angry. That's the first promise. And on the surface, it doesn't look like a great promise that, that you will have troubles, that you will have trials. But thankfully, there's a second promise that goes with it. And that is that, that we can take heart. Even though Jesus is saying that we will have troubles, we will have, have problems, that he has overcome them. That we don't need to be controlled by fear that we can 
continue to walk in faith and He wants to lead us in faith. And the reason is that that uncertainty that, that we experience, that uncertainty that we feel, is only perceived uncertainty. It's uncertainty because we don't know the answers, but we follow the one who does. We follow the one who is able to overcome, who is able to, to see around the next corner that, that we can't see around. And so as we put our trust in Jesus, and as we follow where he leads, we can overcome. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Jesus knows what's around that next corner. He knows what's going to happen. He has the power. He has the resources. He has the ability to lead us through the uncertain times, through the difficulties, to to give us the strength to get through those, those hardships, even the really difficult ones that he was warning his disciples about, that, that maybe seem very, uh, very difficult for you and I to even get our minds wrapped around because we really don't experience persecution in the way that they did. We really don't experience rejection or, or, or abuse or even uh, persecution to the point of death. But he's saying to his disciples that even those really difficult times, that Jesus has overcome those. And so whatever your this is, Jesus came to overcome that as well. Whatever your this is right now, and whatever your this might be six months down the road or a year down the road, God has got this. Jesus has come to overcome. He says that we can take heart, for he has overcome the world. When we come to the end of ourselves and we put our, our whole weight, our full weight on God, then God is able to, to come through for us. When we stop trying ourselves to get ourselves out of, out of these messes that we're in, when we stop trying to find the answers in and of ourselves for, for what the next step is, and we just put our full weight on Jesus and trust that he is leading us to, uh, to the next good thing, that he's leading us through this time of uncertainty, we can overcome these things. God has got this. Whatever your this is right now, maybe it's illness, maybe it's a family conflict that seems impossible to overcome, maybe it's financial stress, there's a lot of people that are struggling right now because, uh, because inflation has gotten so, so high and, and it's hard to make ends meet. Fuel is getting expensive. Food is getting expensive. Real estate is getting expensive. We don't know what things are going to look like because our salaries aren't going up. Maybe it's just an overwhelming burden, this feeling of tiredness or of walking through your season of difficulty. Or maybe it's something different entirely. But the message is that whatever your this is, God's got it. We change 
Our circumstances change, but God doesn't. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is faithful. He is able. He has been with us and continues to be with us. And He's already there around the corner. Whatever the fear, whatever the uncertainty is that, that, that we are looking forward towards, Jesus is already there. He's not bound by time the way we are. He's already working. He's already aware. He already knows. And as we put our trust in Him, as we choose to follow Him, despite not having the answers ourselves that we think we want to know, we can face the uncertainty with courage instead of fear. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Let's pray. Jesus, I don't know what the this is for everyone in this room, but you do. I suspect it's different for, for each one of us, and probably there's, there's a number of thises for each one of us. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you warned your disciples, you prepared them for, for the difficulties that were going to come, but you also encouraged them and said to take heart. Because in this world, while we'll have troubles, you've overcome the world. You are able to lead us through. You're able to get us there. God, help us to put our trust in you and to come to a place where, where we are willing to, to live with the uncertainty, to live with, with not knowing how you're going to provide for us, but trusting that you will. And God, help us to encourage each other because our journeys are different. Help us to encourage each other with your words. Holy Spirit, teach us what it means to put our trust fully in you, Jesus. Amen.